is Story You Talk Radio, and I am delighted that you are tuned in for one hour to focus on your story. Over here, we love to talk about the stories you live by and the stories you're writing. Many of my clients are working on their first book or they're putting together a TED Talk or a podcast or even a full one-year-length blog. When you are creating something, it is really, really important that you not only know the story that you want to express, of course, to your readers, but that you are in touch with your life story. So we've been given a lot of attention lately to exactly that, your life story. And today is no different. We're going to talk about the idea that we train our mind to know the next right move. We train our mind to know the next right move. A lot of us have heard the word intuition for many, many years, and I think it it can elude us. What does that mean to be intuitive? It almost sometimes sounds like it's some sort of psychic power that is reserved for the few. But actually, when you are training your mind and when you are really tuned in to what is my next right move, you are by nature using intuition. And you're doing some other things too. But what I really want to kind of put the kibosh on today is that there's some unique, mysterious, elusive strategy that only a few people know, and somehow you've been left out of that club. It just isn't true. We, we get into this idea that if we haven't made our next move to write our book or to finish our speech, or to even do something that's life-promoting, like sign up for an interview at a great job, or talk to our sweetie about expanding the family, or any great life story like that. Sometimes we think, if I'm not working on that right now, it's because there's some sort of great way to do it, some great strategy that others know and I don't. And that's why I'm not part of it. That's why I'm over here on the sidelines. And I just want to let you know that your next right move usually comes from your relationship with your own knowing. Now, how do we get to our own knowing? Well, in many situations, we reflect on what we have learned so far and what we want to take into our future. Again, this might sound pretty abstract right now, but stay with me. And I'm going to show you exactly how this works. It is what many people, many, many, many people have called, and we've said it so much, it's become cliche, the path of least resistance. But really, 
if you want to get anywhere and you want to do it without absolute heartache and heartbreak, it is the path of least resistance that you want to be on. It's the one that is in real agreement with your values, your visions, your dreams, and your goals. So stick with me. We're going to talk about your book, your blog, your brand, your life story today. If you want to write in, you can do so by using my email address. I'm the only one who reads my email, and I will be checking it during the break. My email is debbie at coachdebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. So just write to Debbie at CoachDebbie.com. You can also go to my Facebook page, which is Coach Debbie. You can go to my personal Facebook page, which is Debbie Handrich. And that's just like it it sounds. It's H-A-N-D. R-I-C-H, Handrich, and you can call in. Eric and I are here live today. It is Thursday. We come to you live every Thursday, and we take your calls at the toll-free number, and that's 1-888-298-5569. So I would love to talk to you. I'd love to find out what's on your mind. And I'm going to start by telling you what's on my mind. I was thinking up this spring. I was sitting here thinking up, what do my people need? What are they wanting? I was kind of putting on my little ESP cap. And one thing that I was really reflecting on It wasn't so much ESP. It had a lot more to do with journaling about what my clients were telling me. But one thing that really came up was that some of my people tell me that writing a book just feels monumental to them. Now, it it doesn't to me. And I think this is one of the reasons that I'm a good teacher of writing books, because it, like if I thought that getting to the top of Mount Everest was, you know, absolutely monumental, I might not be the best person to lead you there. Uh, but if, in fact, I had been to the top of Mount Everest and I had really studied what is necessary to get there and I had spent a fair amount of time and hours on Mount Everest myself, I wouldn't feel so... Um, overwhelmed that people can't do this. I would actually see a lot of possibility in who are the people that can climb to Mount Everest and get to the top or get to their desired point. And I, I really am that way with book writing, especially book writing in areas that I love the most, like memoir writing or brand writing, legacy writing, short story fiction writing. I even I even am getting started kind of gutsy, and I want to say that 
I feel like I'm developing a certain ability with cookbooks. Plenty of people at this point have come to me wanting to write a cookbook. And I, I think I'm starting to see ways that I do it very well. So I feel confident in book writing. And yet, of course, I understand that the people that come to me for coaching usually don't, even if they've already written a book or two or even three. Sometimes they just don't feel that confident. So where do we start? How do we find this path of least resistance? How do we train the mind to know what is our next right move? Well, one thing I'm going to tell you right off the bat is that writing a book, this secret strategy that eludes many people, writing a book is largely an inside job. And this lines up with living a high-quality life. If you want to live a high-quality life day in and day out, you know this is an inside job. If you want to write a high-quality book, it's an inside job. Not 100%, but a lot of percent. If you want to get on a TED Talk stage, that's an inside job. Not 100%, but a lot of percent. If you want to have a podcast, get in front of the microphone every single week. Some people do it on the daily. Let me tell you, that's an inside job. Now, you can do a crummy job at writing your book, podcast, speech, and you don't need to invest that much on the inside. Have at it. I might not be your coach if that's the way you want to go. But if you really want something of high quality and you really want authentic, loyal followers, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's about getting on the inside. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. And again, if you have a question, I will give you some live coaching today. All we need to know is your first name, or if you want to, your first fake name, and we'll we'll just go from there. Nobody knows who you are. It's just me and you and several thousands of other people that don't know who you are, and you'll get professional life coaching here today. So let's dive in. What do you say? Who are these people that want to write a book? Could be you. Uh, They are the similar people that want to write speeches. They want to write blogs. uh, They mostly want to feel confident in what they're writing. Here is probably the number one first question I get. Ready? It's simple. It's going to blow your mind, though. People say, how do I write a book? (laughs) I told you it's a simple question, but it's also the big one, right? How do I do it? How do I write a book? Well, I'm just going to share with you how is not where we start. Honestly, after teaching writing to college students for 10 years, 
I started to get the inkling of how you do it. But a lot of questions came up first. We don't start in any of my programs answering the question of how you write your book. Instead, what we do is we look at our desire. How much desire do I have to write this book? If it's something that's been tugging at you for a little while, be it a year, a few years, a lot of years, you probably have a pretty strong desire to write. If you have started a few times and stopped, you probably have a pretty strong desire to write. If you have gone and consulted with a coach or two or more, you likely have a desire. And maybe, maybe, maybe your desire comes straight out of your values. Maybe you are like one of my clients, Don H. He is the parent of two boys. Now one is in his teens, one in his 20s. And when he came to me, his strong desire came right out of his value of being a high quality dad. Don H was someone that went through quite a a life journey in recovery. And as a teen, when I first knew him, I was a teen as well. We were in junior high school together. I remember Don H as just someone really lively. He was a great friend. He was vivacious. What I didn't know about him was something that he became very public about years later. And that was that he had a drinking problem. And it was in his 20s that he got involved in Alcoholics Anonymous. He has never left. He has a very strong recovery program. And he wanted to be able to tell his sons what it meant to him to have recovery. Because as he says, addiction runs in the family. Those are his words. What he wanted was to be able to provide something for his sons to read about his own stories in childhood and teenage years and how he came to understand himself. And if by some stroke of fate, he wasn't here to tell all these stories, the book would do it for him in the most honest way he could come up with expressing himself. Now, when Don sat across from me and shared this with me, it was clear to me that I wanted to be his coach. And one of his first questions was, how do I start? How do I write a book? How do I do this? But what I shared back with Don H. right away was, you have a compelling desire to do this. So I'm going to worry about the hows. And what I want you to do is make the commitment that you will, on a daily basis, follow the writing prompts I'm giving you and give yourself 10 to 30 minutes every day to start to develop the habit of writing. 
What we have to find out is if you like to write, if you are willing to build a relationship with writing, if you are willing to carve out the time each morning or each evening or each lunch break to make this writing happen. This is where we start. It's with our desire. It's with our commitment. You don't have to worry about how you write a book. That's why you go and get a coach. But what you do want to find out is, am I willing? Am I truly willing? And I think that starts by getting in there. If this sounds good to you, I want to tell you that I am offering right now a 40-day boot camp. And what I'm doing is I'm walking a handful of people through the process of 40 days of writing prompts and about four meetings on Zoom where we get to talk about our progress and learn a little bit more about what it takes to be a writer, someone who expresses their stories, their speeches, etc. If you are willing to give 40 days to whatever your time of day is, whether it's morning or, or afternoons or evenings, and write using a prompt or your own creative ideas for about 10 to 30 minutes each day, you're going to find out how committed you are to that desire. If this sounds intriguing to you, I invite you to go to my website, which is coachdebbie.com. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, coachdebbie.com. Just click on connect and send me a little note and let me know you're interested and I will get the information to you. It's a $395 investment. So it's just a little less than $10 a day. You do it on your timeline, and there are four uh, Zoom calls where you have the opportunity to meet with me and the others in the community, and we have coaching there, and then you can also comment in our very private Facebook group and get coaching there as well. Think about that. If you have a question today, I encourage you to write in or call in. I need to take my first break right here, but I am going to come right back. Stay tuned. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. I want to take a minute and invite you on over to the Love Shack. It's a little old place where we get to get together, explore fresh perspectives, 
eavesdrop on juicy conversations and uncover the mysteries that nobody talks about, but absolutely influences our relationships. And we're Tom and Stacey Bartley. We are the hosts of Love Shack Live, which airs every Thursday at 1 p.m. PST, 1150 KKNWAM. Yeah, come on over and join us. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Thanks for joining me today. It always makes me happy that you join me because that makes me know that you are thinking about your life story and writing your story and being more active in your daily story and expressing yourself maybe with a podcast or a speech or a blog. I get really happy when people write in after the show and they tell me what they got out of it. Sometimes sometimes I just sit and linger at the radio station afterwards and read your comments. I enjoy it so much. If if you want to go one step further, I would love to encourage you on whatever platform you like. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts or another platform. Would you become a subscriber of Story U Talk Radio? It's capital U, Story U Talk Radio. And if you feel like it, boy, I'd love a few words of a review from you. Those five-star reviews make a difference. If you feel called, please go ahead and do it. We're talking today about training your mind to know the next right move. And we're thinking a lot about how it is that you know the next right move to write your book or your blog or your brand. And often it means getting very, very involved in the life story you're living now. I shared with you a minute ago that one of the most common questions I get is, how do I write a book? And we talked about the fact that that's that's not actually where you want to start, the how do I You actually want to start with looking at your commitment and your desire. How high is that on the wavelength for you? Do you feel, uh, as many would say, a high vibration to get going on it? If you do, then it's probably time to enlist some help and get going with someone that does know how. You don't have to take on all of the knowing hows. That's that's a really big job. But I want to also share with you that a lot of strategies sometimes will put you in that camp of thinking there's only one way how. There's actually several ways to write a book. Uh, 
So it's important that you take some time to interview people that you think could help you and choose the one that feels best. Let me share with you another question. Sounds so basic, but I get this question all the time. What do I need to know to get started? In other words, what do I have to first be educated in before I can start my book? Now, doesn't that seem logical? It does, doesn't it? Seems like such a logical question. But I really think it's important that you focus more on what's going to be your next move. And that's always an emotion you want to follow. Not your logic, but your emotion. So you want to ask yourself, do I have a positive environment that I can go to and do my writing? If you don't, that's something you got to change soon. For some people, they would say, well, I don't have a positive environment like home. I have a chaotic home. Does that mean I can't write my book? For one of my students, she has a, a fairly chaotic home life, but she also has a ferry boat daily commuter life. Guess where she writes? Mm-hmm. On that 40-minute ferry boat ride to and from work. That can work out very, very well. Maybe it's your work life that's more chaotic and your home life is nice and gentle and breezy. Well, clear off a nice space and make that a place where you can come to in the morning or the evenings and do a little writing. Maybe you would say, well, my, my car is a mess and my house is a mess and my job is a mess. Uh, I don't have anywhere to go that's not a mess. Well, do you have access to nature? There's plenty of people that go to nature and do their writing. In fact, my husband, when I was married, my husband would go to this favorite lake he loved and he would bring his canoe and he would do his writing and put his journal in a nice sack and put it in the in the glove compartment, go back to the lake, get in the canoe. It was one of his favorite things to do. A little bit of writing, a little bit of canoeing, a little bit of reflecting, a little bit more writing was something that made him feel very connected to what he was writing. Your environment counts. It needs to be positive. You also want to be around encouraging people. This is a very, very important aspect when you are starting. People will ask me, what do I need to know to get started? One thing you need to know is that you're going to need some encouraging people around you. But here's my warning. Do not try to convert the unencouraged person into an encouraging person. No, 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 no. We want the path of least resistance. This is going to be magic for you when you start writing your book. So 
who is one person in the world who can be encouraging to you? Definitely Coach Debbie. But I'm not the only person. There are people in your life right now that would love to be encouraging toward you. But you got to watch out for that desire to convert. I remember watching a dear, dear friend of mine trying to convert her very busy, business-oriented husband to be her number one inspired, courageous, basically her cheerleader. And I think in his heart, he wanted to, but he lived by his schedule and it just wasn't happening. And to her, that meant it wasn't the right time to write the book. To me, it meant exactly the opposite. He was busy. He wasn't in the way. She just needed to find some people that were ready to take that call and encourage her and say, go, go, Rhonda. Oh, <laughs> that slipped out. Um, yeah, that was for my friend Rhonda. And, and what she found was that there really was no need to turn her husband into a cheerleader. She had plenty of positive support around her. You don't need 5,000 people to support you. Three is plenty. Two might be enough. You might even find that one is enough. It's about the quality of encouraging people you have around you, not the quantity. But another thing I want to say is, again, it is an inside job always when you are writing your book. There is this inside workings that need to be going on. Your well-being, your well-being needs to be intact. If you want to produce a high-quality speech, TED Talk, podcast, book, it's true that many a people have gone on many a wayward, drunken, <laughs> carried out their, their silliness in the wee hours and written reams of stuff that in the moment they thought was brilliant. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of fun psychedelic paths that will take you from your overthinking mind. And I understand that this feels natural and inviting. And I'm not saying you can't. I just am saying here, and I really mean this, if at some point you want it to be a finished piece of work, if you want that book of 160 pages to be finished, then it's probably a less wayward path that you're going to follow and a path of real well-being that's going to help you get to your soul message. What I, what I have found from people that say, oh man, I took myself on this fun excursion late at night. And I bought the best stuff to enhance my experience. What I find is that, yeah, yeah, they put out something, shall we say, 
interesting. And there were some highlights of sheer brilliance. But I want to tell you why that happened. Because they used this special stuff to calm down their overthinking. It's not the only way. And I'm not here to run a program to get you from your path into sobriety. That's not really what I do. But if you are on a path where you're committed to working with ways to calm down the overthinking, like maybe going to the gym, like maybe spending some time in nature, like cultivating true, honest relationships with people that care about you and communicate thoughtfully with you. If you're doing some of that, then my friend, you are probably very ready to start your project because your relationship with your thinking has certain times of day when you're at your best. If you want to develop that further, like I was telling you, I have a boot camp right now. It's a 40-day boot camp that helps you calm down any overthinking. It helps you get away from those nervous anxieties and beliefs that you can't do this. We really take on working with the inside job and really looking at your life story right now and how you want to show up. I was talking to a woman who has registered for the program. I was speaking with her today on the phone. We were getting ready. And one of the words we came up with that she really wants to see in her life right now is the word vitality. She was sharing that it has been some time since she has felt really vital in the world. And as she is stepping into a new position starting in June, that matters to her. Whether she goes on to write something or to develop something that involves stage time, that's completely up to her. But for right now, she is committed to herself, to her personal story, to being seen as a vital woman. And so we went through a one-hour coaching session on what some of those first steps are going to be about, because like I said, where do I start if I want to create something? We start on the inside. The path of least resistance really is developing a relationship with ourselves. It's developing a level of trust. It's knowing that the people around us, and it might be just a select group of people, they care about us. They want to see us succeed. It's about really looking at what would make my environment feel welcoming so I want to go to it every day. I was telling you about the gal who travels on the ferry boat and that that welcomes her Every day, she opens up her journal, she works with the prompts I give her, and she writes. Here's the honest truth. If you don't have some of these things aligned to work for you, you are not going to to go the distance 
and work with yourself. It is an inside job first, and then you set up your immediate environment to reflect what you need so that you can create what it is you want. When we come back from this next break, we're going to talk a little about extreme beliefs. And if you're not driving right now, it might help to have a pen and paper when we come back. I'm going to take you through a little exercise that I do with my own clients to help them see where they're getting in their way. Okay, stay tuned. We're going to come right back. Where would you love to live? Have you explored today's market? When I spoke with Heather Ramos, she instantly put me at ease. I'm Coach Debbie from Story U, and I recommend Heather to first-time buyers or dream home shoppers and everyone in between. Let Heather's experience lead you to a perfect location and style and all within your budget. Contact Heather Ramos at Keller Williams. That's Heather Ramos at KW.com. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We are talking about training your mind to know what is my next right move. If you want to write a book, what would the next right move be? It comes from being in relationship with your mind. I came across something recently by Price. Pritchett, PhD, and I want to read this to you. I thought this was really, really insightful, and it reflects back to a place that some of my clients have been. They've been in the middle, and that can that can be a place of, gosh, I've come a distance writing, but I still have a distance to go, and it's feeling really uncomfortable. Price Pritchett spoke to this point, and this is what he said. Everything looks like a failure in the middle. You can't bake a cake without getting the kitchen messy. Halfway through surgery, it looks like there's been a murder in the operating room. And if you send a rocket toward the moon, About 90% of the time, it's off course. It fails its way to the moon by continually making mistakes and correcting them. Mm -hmm. Now, the reason I found this so important is my clients, when they are in the middle, this is... What you know, whether they committed to writing a book in half a year or longer or shorter, the middle point or coming up on the midpoint, ooh, that can be a time when people just freak themselves out. They get back in their head, they get back in the obsessive thinking, and they go, I don't have another new thought. I I thought I had a book in me, and it turns out I have 33 pages. I I can't even see my way to the end goal. And 
I just want to remind people that's that's normal in most things in life. In the middle, we expect to know the second half of what we're about to experience. But if we go back to the beginning, we realize we didn't know the first half before we got started. Not at all. So why would we make it to the middle and expect ourselves to know the second half of the journey? You usually don't. And that's why it really helps to work with a mentor that can lead you through that. And another thing is that way you don't have to be constantly thinking about it. A mentor is going to be working with the way your brain works. They're going to study you. They're going to work with the many ways they know how to write a book. A mentor doesn't know just one way. They know several ways, especially if they've been doing it for 25 years like I have. There's not just one way to write a book, not at all. But there are going to be ways that line up with your way of learning that are better than some other ways. So let's dive in here to an exercise I like to take my students through, and this might really help you. This is where we look at extreme beliefs. Now, you might be thinking, what does that mean? So imagine imagine a a long uh, horizontal line, and as far as you can reach on the left, And as far as you can reach to the right, those two points, the far left and the far right, are your extreme beliefs. And there's all this territory in between the far left and the far right, but you're not hanging out there. You tend to be someone who has extreme beliefs if either of these sound right to you. Have you ever thought any of these? That new writers are usually broke, but great authors tend to be rich. Have you ever thought that before? I'm going to tell you right now, about 75% of the people I've worked with have. They have said to me, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's got to be true. When you're new, you should expect to be broke, but You know, once you're a great author, you should expect to be very well paid. I've heard this over and over and over again. Now, that, my friend, is an extreme belief. On the extreme far left, we have new writers are usually broke. So we've got poverty going on way over there on the left. And then way over there on the right, but great authors are rich. Okay, so we've got the wealth, poverty versus the wealth. Now, what I notice is that the people that come to work with me usually are somewhere in between. They're not living under a bridge and they're not hanging out with Bill Gates having lunch. They're somewhere in between. But we don't tend to identify with the in-betweens when we're starting something new. And we seriously don't identify with the in-betweens when we're in the middle and we're getting worried about what's coming next 
especially if we can't see it, especially if we don't know it, and we want to quit. This is normal, natural. It's a tendency, but I don't encourage that you quit. I encourage that you get to work on the inside job and work on those extreme beliefs. Here's another one. See if this resonates with you. New writers have so much to learn. That's the far left side. That's the, that's the poverty side. I don't have any education. New writers have so much to learn. While great writers tour and travel the world. So that's the glamour side, right? We've got, we've got the one side, which is just, oh, I have nothing, nothing to offer. I don't even have any education. But the extreme far other side is not only do I have a lot to offer, but I'm touring and traveling and doing it every day. Yeah. Most of my authors don't use the word I when they think of those two extremes. They they see it as that's what happens to writers. And so therefore, they can't see themselves somewhere in between. They can't see that they already know something about writing. They think they don't. And some of these people literally have degrees in writing. Some of them have never written beyond a a simple article or a letter. But in order to do that, I hate to break it to you, my friends, you have to at the very least have a desire to write as well as the ability to follow through and complete that article or letter. So it's not sufficient to live out with such such an extreme belief. Here's another one. New writers live in a cave alone. (laughs) I'm being dramatic here. I had a student that said something about new writers are so isolated. So I changed it to new writers live in a cave alone. That's a very far, far, far away, isolated idea. While great writers are surrounded by fans, okay? So that's a very far, far out idea in the other direction. You're either completely isolated or you've got fans at your feet. I mean, most of us are somewhere in the middle. This is an inside job. These beliefs are only expelled when we turn inward. And we start working with our mind. We start working with that path of least resistance. Because again, like I was telling you, we want to be vital. We want to thrive. If we're hanging out in deep extremes, we're not thriving. We're barely surviving. So the inside job is essential Because it takes you into thinking about what you want to be and that first thing that you're going to need to do to become it. So you might want to write this down as well. If you know you want to be confident at writing, what do I want to be? Well, I want to be 
confident at writing, then the first thing you need to do is develop a daily writing practice. You might go, but I don't have every day. But I want you to start there. I want you to start with 10 minutes a day because I know you got it and you do too. You know you got 10 minutes a day. If you can do this 10 minutes of writing a day, it doesn't have to be a James Joyce novel. It just needs to be either working with a prompt or writing in your journal or writing that first paragraph of a story or finishing up that little last bit in the article you were doing yesterday. You just need to know that 10 minutes of your morning, your afternoon, or your evening religiously is going to go to your writing. If you can, I want you to start to bring it out to about 30 minutes because at that point, you're going to be in what we call the commitment zone. You're going to not only feel the desire that you felt after about 10 days of writing for 10 minutes, but you're going to start to really get into the habit and the commitment as you work your way out into 30 minutes. And what's going to happen is you're going to be able to release the need for it to be daily. And you're going to figure out if that is your true rhythm. Most people do not have a true rhythm in gorging themselves on weekends of writing and then doing no writing whatsoever Monday through Friday. Most people that doesn't work. There are some. And I I think there was a time before technology and the structures of our lives now where that made more sense. But it doesn't really make that much sense these days. It's not really how our our brain today works. Well, what do you know? We only have five minutes left in the show and we've got a question. Let's go right to it here. Uh, We have, mm, I want to say it's pronounced Misha. Uh, Misha is writing in and saying, after I, after I came to understand my vision for a book, I felt an immediate block. I felt exposed to the world like somebody was looking in my window and knowing I was going to be the next failure at my book. I've been someone very supported in life. I would even say I am a success in my industry. So where do you think this came from? This idea that I was going to be an instant failure when really I know I have a desire to write and I would like to know more. Okay. I would like to know more about 40 day boot camp. Great. Misha. What happens is when you know you have a vision and you know you want to get working on it, your vision wants to land somewhere. If you don't have a daily writing practice, or if you don't have time that's carved out that's yours, or if you don't have an environment to go in and put all that down on paper so you can see it and you can start to bring it into your life, 
then it just becomes this thing that's it's almost as like it's like it's almost water on the brain it it just sort of moves around and it it's not something you can read it's not something you can see deeper into i'm looking right now out at the water um in the the pacific sound and i'm i'm thinking about how as the sun touches it there's these sparkles and the sparkles come and they go and they come and they go and they come and they go water is very very different as an element than is the ground when you have a vision for your book you want to start grounding it you might use more of like the water element to get into the flow of the actual writing but misha when you're in those early days of realizing i have a desire i want to do something with this i want to see it move in a direction if you don't have systems or practice or environment or support or those things set up to get behind you it's just going to start to feel very elusive just like the sun hitting water one minute it sparkles and then the next minute the water is flowing and it's going downstream and it it has these constant points but it's not like the ground where you feel like you can step in and take root and grow something from this point misha thanks for expressing that you are interested in the 40 day boot camp for anyone else i want to uh direct you to www.coachdebby.com and that's d e b b y coachdebby.com just click on connect and i will get you set up because this is what we're doing 40 days of looking at where our life is so we can make decisions of what do we want to express i hope this has served you my friends i am here every thursday to support your writing goals until next week namaste my friends mm-hmm.